0: welcome all my entrepreneurs artists creatives and dreamers of all kinds this is Ravens fine arts I am your host Raven Kushner today I'm going to be coming out of the closet spiritually here it is raw and dirty these are my spiritual beliefs I'm going to be sharing them for the first time publicly if you are super religious, this is your time to click away. For the rest of you, stay tuned. So, today I wanted to take a slight departure from what I normally talk about, which is my own entrepreneurial journey. And I wanted to talk about my spiritual journey, which is the foundation of everything that I do. Now, I had a revelation last night that kept me up all night writing and journaling, thinking I've had about half an hour of sleep. I hope I don't look like it, but um, (laughs) that's what it is. So instead of talking about what I normally talk about, I really wanna do a slight diversion, which I may or may not stick with, um but i it's on my heart to talk about this right now so um my spiritual journey started as a little kid i was just an unusual child in the sense that i enjoyed talking about spirituality Um, i was raised muslim so we went to mosque when i was little Um, i was put in arabic school i learned arabic i knew all of my prayers we would go and listen to the imam speak. The imam is basically the same thing as a reverend or a preacher, and I really enjoyed that. Um, Listening to philosophical talks, hearing about um, how it applies to our real life, um, but over the years, I've tried just about every religious path you can think of uh, Buddhism, Christianity. Um, I would have tried Judaism, but they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> so I've been down about every path you can think of. But the one thing that is really stuck is meditation. Um, So meditation, I learned how to do that. I think I talked about that at one point. Um, I was having a lot of drama in my life, so I went off and learned how to meditate, and that has been something that I've stuck with since about 2003. Um, So I have come to the conclusion that I am a naturalist. Now, this is something that I've made up. Um, I looked up naturalist and it actually has something to do with science. (laughs) So that's not what I'm talking about. Um, What I mean when I say that I'm a naturalist is that I believe in the supremacy of the human mind. I believe that the universe is lawful and what I mean by that is that I don't believe that there are exceptions I don't believe that the Sun stands still just because someone prays for it. I don't think snakes talk I don't think donkeys talk um, Or I don't think they used to talk back in the day, but now they don't Uh, I believe the universe is lawful Um, the Bible itself says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I believe that the Bible is inspired, but I don't believe it's infallible. So if you are super religious or you're a Bible thumper, it won't hurt my feelings if you leave. You need to be wherever you need to be. This is just what what I believe, and I believe in being transparent about where I stand. but I do believe that we are intimately connected with nature. And that's what I mean about being a naturalist. I believe that we come from nature, that we're intimately and inextricably linked to nature. So I believe that the seasons matter. I believe that weather matters. I believe that what we eat matters. Um, I believe in energy. I believe that all of that stuff matters. And I don't believe that we can Um, I don't believe that we're here to subdue nature, I believe we're here to co-create with nature. And so basically what I'm saying is that I don't subscribe to any major particular religion. I believe in the power of the mind. I believe that as humans, well not I believe that, we don't as humans have any other genuine natural defense. Our nails are short, our teeth are short, we can't run, we can barely climb. The only thing we have is our mind. And that is not a little thing. Our minds are basically, they seem like magic because what we can do with our minds has only barely been tapped. And I 100% believe in that. Um, And one thing I wanted to talk about is this whole idea that faith without works is dead. Um, Now, that appears in the Bible, and it also is thrown around in um, metaphysical circles and even in success mindset type circles um, that you have to take action. It's not enough to just believe. But in my opinion, that is a misleading statement when you say that faith without works is dead. I don't believe that if you if you don't have works, I don't believe you genuinely have faith. I don't believe I believe that those two things are one. Faith and works are the same thing. If you're not doing something, that is because deep down either you don't have faith that the actions will bring you what you want, or B, you're not sure that you actually want it and so a part of you is holding back. Um, so to me, those are the, or you're stuck in some sort of addiction and you, you believe that the actions will give you what you want, but you are addicted to the old way of being. So I believe that if you're not taking action, if you're not suffering from an addiction, then I believe either you don't want it really, there's something in you that doesn't really want it, or you don't believe that the actions are genuinely going to bring you what you want. Um, so I think really to achieve any goal, you have to really you have to really understand the supremacy of the mind. And when I say supremacy of the mind, I, I mean that you genuinely and truly can have so much more than what you realize you can have. Now I'm not one of those people who believes that the mind overcomes everything. Um, I don't believe that illness is just all in your mind. There are some people that believe that, you know, uh, certain elements of the religious science community may believe that, you know, illness is not actually real, that you can overcome anything with your mind. I don't believe in that. Again, I believe the universe is lawful. And I believe that the body has a reality uh, of its own, that the body is a part of nature and the mind is a part of nature. And they are linked and they co-create together. But I do believe that the mind can achieve so much more than what we understand it can achieve. And in my way of thinking, thought forms are like blood. So as blood is to the body, so are thought forms to your life. Now, the blood has to reach every part of your body or else that part of the body that's not receiving blood is going to die. And similarly, our thought forms the quality of our thought forms influences every aspect of our life. So if you have certain thought forms that are not reaching, healthy thought forms are not reaching certain elements of your life, then those elements of your life are going to be deformed, they're going to be underdeveloped, they're gonna be problematic. So you have to treat your thought forms with the seriousness that they deserve. And I think that's what's really lacking in so many people We say all the time that, you know, thoughts become things or at least in metaphysical communities that said, and most people, whether they are in a metaphysical community or just a a regular person understands to some extent that thoughts matter, that people usually believe that positivity is better than negativity. But I think there is a lack of seriousness when it comes to how extremely important thought forms really are. If you really want to achieve the things that you want in life, regardless of what it is, your thought forms have to become muscular. They have to become healthy. They have to become strong. And so that's where meditation comes in. I don't believe there is any real substitution for meditation. Now, you can achieve a lot of things just through the force of your own will and through actions. But the problem with not going within and not practicing meditation is that you won't really know what you're supposed to be doing for you. You will probably be taking actions that were recommended to you by someone else or that you've seen work. And you may be working, 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 working 80, 100 hours a week on your goal, but you are it's almost like running fast on a treadmill, like you're not actually getting anywhere. Um, And you will still receive results because there is a reality that your works and your actions can influence, but it's just so much harder. And you may be achieving a goal that when you receive it, you realize it's not really made for you. Um, It's not really tailor made for, for how you were made. It's not really tied into what genuinely makes you happy. Because in order to really know yourself, you have to go within you have to separate yourself from the ongoings of the the noise of daily life the blinking and the pinging and the messaging and and all these things the entertainment that distracts us from who we really are so when you take the time to go within your thought forms become stronger and stronger and stronger Um, so what happens is with our thought forms When I say that our thought forms have to become muscular, what I mean is when one mind, meaning one human being, human being is mind, when one mind comes up against another mind, the mind that is more certain is the one that will win. So for example, if you encounter, say a salesperson, and they are determined, like their life is depending upon making this sale, and you your thought form is weaker, meaning you haven't decided what you want. You weren't expecting this encounter. You don't have an opinion one way or the other. The more certain person in that situation is going to be the influencer. So whichever thought form, whenever you encounter another human being, the Bible also says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we're not going We're not battling body against body. We're battling mind against mind. So the way you influence is to have a thought form that is stronger than the thought form of the other individual. And this is not about manipulation. This is just lawful. Whichever person is more certain is the one that's going to be the influencer. And whichever thought form is weaker is going to be influenced. It's going to be on the receiving end of the influence. And the reason why this is important is that we are constantly going up against other thought forms. And so the reason why a lot of times we don't get what we want is because we're not taking our thought forms seriously. So we have maybe a weak thought form and we're going up against entertainment. We're going up against political talking heads. We're going up against family, friends, media, Um, popular opinions. We're going up against these strong and entrenched certain thought forms. And if our thought form is not rock solid, we are going to be influenced by those things. So the first thing you have to do when you want to achieve something is your thought form has to become muscular. It has to become stronger than the other thought forms that want to snuff it out. And what happens is and the reason why meditation is so important is that our thought forms think of them like soup. So when you're making a soup you have lots of different ingredients and they all go into the same pot and together and combined they create a flavor and you have to be careful about what you add because certain flavors are compatible and tasteful together and certain tastes clash and they don't taste good together. So when you're when you're meditating, what happens is, is everything that you've let in to your mind, into your consciousness, go into that soup. And that's where they are, um, sauteed okay if you will that's the burner that combines all the ingredients everything you've listened to on the radio everything you've watched on tv or computer everything that was said to you everything that you have said all of your thoughts all of your past everything that you've dredged up from the past the people that you haven't forgiven um whatever you've done meaning your prayer your meditation all that's everything you've read all that stuff goes into that soup. And what comes out of that soup is your life. So it's very, very important what you put into that soup. Okay. And not only what you put in, it's like, it's also something that's like a garden that has to be protected. Because like I said, there's other thought forms that are very certain, very strong that are going to come up against your thought forms. And so you have to protect what what's created so when you have an inspired thought let's say that you've decided that this is the year that you're going to get married let's say and up until now you've been content to date to party to be a party girl or party guy you haven't cared one way or the other but now you've decided okay like maybe you've had a birthday that scared you like maybe you turned 29 or 39 or whatever and for whatever reason, you're like, okay, like things are becoming serious. I do wanna meet this goal. I do want to get married. But everything that you've done up until now has acted against that new thought form—the new thought form of "I want to get married." All of your actions, all the partying, all of the thirst trap pictures that you have posted, all that stuff, all the phone numbers you've given out, all the in, the uh, negative low vibe people that you've attracted, all these things that you've led into your life that mitigated against that goal. All that stuff has brought you to where you are right now. So now you have your new thought form, which, okay, I want to change. I want to become the kind of person that a good quality person would want to marry. So you have your new thought form, but you have the weight of all these old thought forms. So that new thought form has to be protected. It's not going to just happen magically. The whole weight of all that other stuff is going to be there. So all the stuff that you've listened to that says that relationships are untrustworthy, all the negative friends you've had that tell you all the negative, you know, their boyfriends cheated on them or men are no good or, you know, whatever, all the stuff you've been entertaining because you weren't serious about your goal, now that you are, you have to protect that mindset because it's not going to just happen by itself. It's like a little shoot of grass. It's like a tiny seed. And if you stomp all over it, it's it's not going to thrive. So when it's new there's a lag time between your new thought form and the manifestation. So meditation is your time to receive your marching orders. It's you'll get an inspired thought like what if i joined a cooking class online or what if i start taking a ballroom dancing course something like that where you can meet someone of high quality that shares your interests now these are just inspired thoughts but you they're still coming from you don't really know what to do because this is a new way of thinking for you it's okay because there's going to be a lag time there so Initially, your thoughts are going to be your actions are going to be guesses, um, but your guesses want to be compatible with your new thought form. So you're not going to keep going to the club because if you say you want to get married, but you're still doing all the actions that you've done before, your actions are now out of habit. Those are habitual habits that you have going to the club, posting you know inappropriate pictures online all that stuff are things that you're used to doing, but they're not compatible with your new goal. So in order to protect your new thought form, you're going to have to take guesses about what you should be doing. And you know, deep down, because you, you you have a sense with this new thought form, it came from somewhere. So you have an idea of what you should be doing. So initially, you're going to be guessing at the actions that you should take. But As you meditate and as you go within and as your thought form gets more and more muscular and strong and healthy, you will get inspired actions. You will have an intuitive hit. This is what I need to do to make my my goal happen. And as you keep listening, not listening to friends, not listening to old, you know, other people, listening to yourself, you will get the guidance that you need. The mind, the human mind is supreme it's not infallible, but it is more magical than you understand. If you give it time, if you give it the chance, if you take it away from noise and distractions, if you feed it into the soup, positive things that you want your soup to consist of. If you do these things regularly, you don't need a guru. You don't need to buy a bunch of courses. You might be led to do those things, but you don't run out and do those things. You go within, you meditate, then you receive your guidance. You take inspired actions. So this is what you need to do to achieve your goals. And I wanted to be transparent about what I believe because as I go forward talking about my entrepreneurial journey, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Now, I understand, you know, religion is a very hot topic. I live in the Bible belt. People take these things very, very seriously. So if you are a super religious person, I'm just gonna let you know now, feel free to turn it away. <laughs> feel free to not tune in. This may not be helpful for you. If you have an open mind, and if you understand where I'm coming from, then I think what I have to say will be helpful because we're taking this journey together. Now, I believe with, with everything in me that I'm capable of achieving my goals as an entrepreneur because it's something that was placed in me long ago. Now, like anyone else, I had habits and thought forms that were not compatible <laughs> with my goals, because like everyone else, I was raised to believe that you just get a job, you just work is miserable, that that's just how it is. And when I started realizing that people were living that way, people were living as entrepreneurs, people were living as successful and wealthy artists, that that is a real thing that people are doing. That's where the faith comes in. And the reason why I wasn't taking actions, like I said before, faith and works are the same thing. The reason why you're not taking action is because you don't have faith. When I had faith, that it was possible. That was that little seed that allowed me to take action. And I haven't looked back since. So that is my big revelation. That is me coming out of the closet spiritually. (laughs) That is me sharing and being authentic because going forward, what I say is going to come from what I believe. So it's important for you to know what I believe and where I stand because that is going to inform everything that I do and everything that I say. And it's going to help make what I have to say and what I experience make sense. So if you are on the artistic or entrepreneurial journey with me, I hope you will tune in every week and share my progress with me share in the comments your own progress i would love that we do this together as a community i think that having like-minded support thought forms and, and again that's why unity is so important the combining of thought forms can make up for the fact that maybe your thought forms are weak right now if you have unity with other people who have mediocre to weak thought forms together it makes a very strong and muscular thought form so tune in week by week as i share my progress Uh, monthly i will share my arts and have an open house and share a studio tour And week by week, I will be talking about my spiritual and entrepreneurial journey. So I hope you got something out of that. If you did, please like and subscribe. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. And may you have a productive, wonderful, and I hope that all of your thought forms are healthy, muscular, mature, and may you get everything that is put in your heart to achieve.